Now, I just I want to talk to you for a little bit tonight. I want to mention some things out of the scripture uh, for our people in the back. I'm going to be jumping through the book of uh, Ezra uh, with several verses here. And I want to say that I'm, I'm leading somewhere with this tonight. We have a little bit of work to do at the, at the end of this. And I'll, I'll share with you, it, ha it has to do with the, the property that we've been uh, right over here in Clarksville. And uh, we're live streaming, so um, you know what I'm talking about. But um, we did submit a letter of intent uh, to them yesterday. And we finally got that done. I'll give you a, a few details on it. Nothing has transpired yet. I've not even heard back from them. So I don't want to leave you in suspense like I've got a surprise for you. I don't. Uh, but I will, I will give you a couple of the details once the cameras are gone. But I, I want to put some things in context uh, for us here tonight. The book of Ezra talks about the, the rebuilding of the temple that Zerubbabel would build. And it is following their 70 years of captivity in the land of Babylon. And it dawned on me in pre-service prayer uh, tonight that there really were not a whole lot of hindrances. Uh, there weren't any hindrances that we read of in the, in the building of the first temple, the building of Solomon's temple. And the reason for that is because David had fought a lot of wars and the Lord would not allow David to build the temple. He said, your, your hands are bloody. They, you, were, you have been a warrior, and you've seen a lot of bloodshed, uh, albeit it was the will of God. I can't allow those hands to build my temple. And so it was built in Solomon's time where the Bible said that there was peace throughout all the land. And so they, they built the first temple of Jerus in Jerusalem uh, basically unimpeded. And they received help from uh, the kings uh, around, and uh, they they got cedars from Lebanon, and there was there was uh, offerings given to them by different nations and things, and it was a wonderful uh, triumphant moment. But when they come out of captivity, it seems that that everything that could hinder them did hinder them. And I preached uh, four months ago a message called Four King Five Kings Later. And I talked to you about um, from Cyrus all the way to Darius II when, when it was finally decreed for the last time that they could build the house of the Lord. But there was, there was a lot of hindrances. Uh, if you want to call this talk something here for a little while, you can call it hindrances. There was a lot of hindrances. We, we have experienced a lot of hindrances in what we're doing. And sometimes in our mind, we think, my, my goodness, we are, we're building the house of God. We're building, you know, Jesus is building the church. We're participating in it. He said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And, um, but, but it just seems like there is one hindrance right after another. I don't know if you noticed, there's, but there's not peace throughout the land. There's not peace throughout the land. And yes, we did gain authority over some things. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, that we can just close the door on that and just go back to doing things that, you know, just enjoying life and our careers and our families and our vacations and, and whatnot. The enemy does not want to see us uh, go forward. 
The Bible says, um, I, I'm going to read this out of the Living Bible, I'm sorry. Uh, Ezra chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. All Jews throughout the kingdom may now return to Jerusalem to rebuild this temple of Jehovah, who is the God of Israel and of Jerusalem. May his blessings rest upon you. Those Jews who do not go should contribute. I want you to notice this. They should contribute toward the expenses of those who do and also supply with clothing, transportation, supplies for the journey, and a free will offering for the temple. It was, it was the king of Persia was ensuring that if, you, if you're not going to go with these people to rebuild, you need to at least help them in the journey. You need to be contributing. You need to be giving them supplies, clothing, and transportation, and so forth. Then God gave a great desire. Everybody say a great desire. To the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. It starts with desire. Is there anybody that has a great desire to see the house of the Lord built? I've got about seven of you. To return to, to Jerusalem uh, at once to rebuild the temple and all the Jewish exiles who chose to remain in Persia gave them whatever assistance they could as well as gifts for the temple. That was God's way of making sure that everybody was going to be involved. That, it, that if you didn't want to, you know, you didn't want to make the journey or you couldn't and you didn't want to uh, wield a hammer and, and you didn't want to be part of uh, the labor and everything, you need to be involved in some way. And so a great desire was given to the leaders of Israel. In verse 10, the Bible said the item Cyrus donated included a 1,000 gold trays, a 1,000 silver trays, 29 censers, 30 bowls of, of solid gold, 2,410 silver bowls for various designs, 1,000 miscellaneous items. In all, there were 5,469 gold and silver items turned over to Shesh Bazar to take back to Jerusalem. Now, this was someone that was a, a Persian, and this was the donation from Cyrus, who was the king of Persia, to make sure that the furnishings and the utensils were supplied for the house of God when it would be to build now, uh, be built. Now, remember, it would not be built for a long time later, but the assumption was that they were going to start the project and that they were going to lay the foundation and that it was all going to be built. These utensils were going to be, be put in it and, and uh, King Cyrus be, would be able to see that happen. But that, that's not what, what happened. Uh, there, was, there were delays upon delays. Now, if you, if you study the book of Ezra, you will see that there were legal papers involved. There were, there were permits involved. There were decrees made. There were offerings given. Uh, there were supplies that were, that were rationed. And there, were, there, was a, um, there was a chronology of names and list of names. And these names did this. And all these people were involved in this. And these were the ones that went back to uh, the land of Israel, and these were the ones that stayed behind, and these were the ones that worked on this, and these were the ones that 
that worked on that. And here, here's, uh, here was the names of the people that were part of the uh, priesthood. And here's who they descended of. Who, who's, here's who their father was. And here's how many children they had. Because it was important not only that there was a house that was built for the sake of the name of the Lord God, but it was important who was involved in that. God takes role on participants. There's, there are names that are written down of people that involved themselves in the, in the projects that God ordained. Now, I, I believe that the Lord is, has already in heaven ordained a lot of projects for us. I believe that there is, there is a project soon coming uh, for Louisville Central. And I believe that there is a project coming for the main campus. I believe there's a project coming for Jeff Campus. And I believe that there are many other projects coming for many other campuses. But you, you have to understand there's hindrances. And there are cantankerous people that are used by the spirit of the enemy that do not want to see progress in the church. And it gets discouraging at times. And it kind of makes us look at, well, you know, well, what is wrong with us? And how come that church over there, you know, got a property and has a building and, and their building's better than our building? And what are we doing wrong? Well, we're not doing anything wrong. It, it's just that there is there are spirits out there that are there to wear out the saints of the Most High God. And they are there to impede the vision. They are there to try to stop and discourage everything that the Lord has promised to the church. Now, in Ezra chapter 2, verse 68, in spite of what would become these hindrances, it said some of the leaders were able to give generously toward the rebuilding of the temple. Isn't that awesome how the word of the Lord uh, records that? I mean, like, why do we need to know that? We just assume that there were some people given or it wouldn't have happened. But the Lord specifically said there were some leaders that were able to give generously to the rebuilding of the temple. Now, I'm, I'm asking some real questions here tonight. I'm not just trying to get you to, you know, move around in the service. I'm asking some legitimate questions. But how many of you uh, leaders out there want to be able to give generously toward the building of the house of God? Y'all can show a little bit more energy than that. Y'all mess with me, I'll do like the bishop, and I'll just start pulling you out of the seats. Wave your hand if you want to give generously. I'm not taking up an offering here tonight. But there are things that have been built, if you'll look around here. There are things that have been upgraded. There is a building over in Louisville that has been a good portion of it renovated. And some of you had a hand in that. And Hope had a hand in that. And some folks from LC had a hand in that. And some gave generously 
toward what we're doing here. We're just north of a million dollars that you've given to improve and upgrade the house of the Lord. But there are hindrances. The Bible said it in the next verse, and each gave as much as he could. Each gave as much as he could. Everybody say, give it everything you got. We have to give it everything we've got in spite of the hindrances. We have to stay the course, and we have to wake up every day believing that that over in Clarksville is already a greater faith campus. We have to believe that. Now, I've told you we're headed somewhere here tonight. We've got some work to do. I'm not taking up an offering. You can give if you want to, but that's not my purpose here tonight. Now, in verse 70 of chapter 2, the Bible said, So the priests and the Levites and some of the common people settled in Jerusalem. There you go, Pastor Jackson. And it's nearby villages and the singers and the gatekeepers the temple workers, and the rest of the people returned to the other cities of Judah from which they had come. Okay, so notice the distinction here. The singers, some of you are gatekeepers. Our hospitality team said amen. Our parking attendants said amen. We need some more hospitality team members and parking attendants. The temple workers, we had something go on in here. I don't know what happened last week in our brand new plumbing. And there was an odor in here. Where you at, Brother Maine? He wasn't the odor. Where's he at? There he is. But he immediately got to work fixing the problem. It's my understanding that the carpet has been cleaned. It's my understanding that the situation has been fixed. Nobody even texted me. Nobody even called me. I wouldn't have minded if they did. But when I got back in town, my wife's like, you need to see about that. You need to call somebody. You need to do that. I said, I said she said something about Brother Maine. I said, Brother Maine's taking care of it? She said, yeah. I said, well, then it'll be taken care of. Temple workers. He said, these are the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, the temple workers, and the rest of the people returned to their city, the cities of Judah from which they had come. Now, in chapter 3 and verses 2 and 3, then Jeshua, we don't talk about this character much. Jeshua, we're always talking about Zerubbabel, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Zerubbabel. But Jeshua, the son of Jehoshadak, uh, was, was a priest, and he was involved in that. I don't know if you understand the name there, Joshua. Is Yeshua or Joshua. Joshua took them into the promised land. Joshua is now taking them into the rebuilding of the temple. Jesus, who was the New Testament, Joshua or Yeshua or Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, our Messiah. The, these people are involved in building Temples and taking territory. Are you listening to me tonight? And Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and his clan rebuilt the altar of the God of Israel. Notice 
that the temple foundation was not begun until the altar was built. We did not have revival around here at Greater Faith 20 years ago until an altar was built. We are never going to allow structure and worship services and talent and ability and giftings to take the place of the altar. Amen. Aren't you glad we have an altar in this place where we can sacrifice unto the Lord? They sacrificed burnt offerings upon it as instructed in the law of Moses, the man of God. The altar was rebuilt on its old site and it was used immediately. Everybody say immediately. They didn't rebuild it and say, now we got to wait till we get our pretty building built. So you know what we've been doing for the last 14 years over there in Clarksville? We've been keeping the fire on the altar. Years ago, we took the whole church over there. I taught a lesson called Think Big. And the next Thursday night, I came back and taught another lesson called Think Bigger. And we, and we loaded up. We took the whole church over there. And we poured all, all on that property. How many of you were there? Stand if you were there that night. Yeah, that's about how many was in that service that night. There may have been a little bit more. You can be seated. We went over there and we shouted and we danced and we poured oil and we talked in tongues. And you could feel the power of God. I mean, the, you know, goose, my goosebumps were having camp meeting. And the security guard drove by in his vehicle. And I happened to, I walked out there to him and he rolled down his window and he, here, people are going just bonkers everywhere and marching back and forth and dancing and shouting and everything else. And he said, uh, um, everything okay? And I said, absolutely. We're just claiming this property right here for the name of Jesus. I said that to him. He said, oh, good. Well, all right then. Y'all have fun then. He rolled the window up and he, and he took off. And we've been praying on that property ever since. Amen. Because when we built an altar, we used the altar immediately to sacrifice. Now, the Bible said they sacrificed morning and evening, burnt offerings to the Lord for the people were fearful of attack. Amen. Now, we're not doing it because we're fearful of attack. Verse 3 of chapter 3 they set the altar upon his basis, for fear was upon them because of the people of their countries, and they offered burnt offerings their own unto the Lord, even burnt offerings morning and evening. Now, we haven't been doing morning and evening for the last 14 years, but I would say for the last several months, if you're in the SWAT team, you're liable to see somebody going by there at 8 o'clock in the morning or at 2 o'clock in the morning or 7 in the evening saying, praying at that location or whatever. The, there is an altar built there. And wherever you built an altar has already become a house for the name of the Lord. Amen. The structure will follow. In verse 6, from the first day of the seventh month, that's the feast day of trumpets actually, began they to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, but the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet Laid. We have not yet got to get in there and start turning that into a church. But the altar is built. And there is a progression of things that are taking place. But there are hindrances. 
There are hindrances. I've said this before, but all of the hindrances that, that Louisville Central has gone through the last uh, 13 years, you can look at that and say, well, man, how in the world are they still even in existence? Number one, because of great leadership. And number two, because of great leaders. And because of people that say, we will not be dismayed by the hindrances because we have an altar built and it doesn't matter what building we're in, we have an altar built and sooner or later we're going to get to lay a foundation. And there's going to be a house that's going to be built for the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him great praise. Give him great praise. Come on, I want somebody to give him great praise. Now, chapter 4, I'm, I'm using the King James Version here, chapter 4. Now, when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity built the temple unto the Lord God of Israel, then they uh, came to Zerubbabel, to the chief of the fathers, and said unto him, Let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do. And we do sacrifice unto him since the days of uh, Esarhaddon. Esarhaddon. Which one y'all like better? King of Esser. Which brought us up hither. But Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel and Yeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, You have nothing to do with us to build the house unto our God, but we ourselves together we will build the house of the Lord as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, hath commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. They weakened their hands. They hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of King Cyrus, Cyrus king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, that's Darius the first, I believe, and in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, wrote they unto him an accusation, and it just goes on and on and on. You can read the back and forth here for several chapters. And you can see the hindrances that go on. Listen, I've been listening for 14 years about how you should never want a building that big and you won't be able to afford it and how you're going to afford it and what's that going to cost and, and where are you going to get the money and, and where are you going to get the loan and what bank is going to loan you the money and, and then you're going to have to deal uh, with the other tenants in the facility that are, that are leasing there because there are clauses in there in, in the bylaws and in the lease agreements that they, that they won't allow certain things to be in that building. I guess they'd rather have a vacuous, empty, dark, black, run-down, dingy-looking building there on the back rather than something that's going to revive the whole area and bring life back to the whole area and bring the blessings of God back to the whole area. I know something they don't know. I know the God that's going to turn that area around and bring light into darkness. I know him. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when the town council won't give you the permit? They won't zone it correctly for you. What are you, what are you going to do then? Hindrances, Sanballat, Tobiah, the counselors that they hire against the politicians and, and uh, the, the community meetings. What do you call them where they have that uh, town, the meeting? Huh? Not the council meeting, but the where they invite the public to come and resist it. 
Huh? Yeah, public hearing. What, what are you going to do when they do all that kind of stuff? It's, it's just another Sam Ballot and Tobiah to me. If the Lord said there's going to be a house for his name there, there's going to be a house for his name there. There are going to be hindrances, but the hindrances are not going to stop the will of God if God can find some desire in the leaders of the people. Amen. And so we, we, continue, we continue on our quest. We continue to push forward in spite of every hindrances. COVID-19, hindrance, Sam Ballot, Tobias, just another hindrances. Shut the country down. Uh, rising inflation. Uh, econ- economic issues. Uh, well, people aren't buying buildings that big anymore. I don't know. We're a little fearful of that. It's just... Uh, it's just another hindrance. You, you got to understand that there will be hindrances. Some of you right now have words from the Lord, and everything but that word is coming to pass. And and there are things that it just seems like everything's coming apart at the seams. There there are hindrances, but you have to. God gave you the word beforehand so that you would know that there will be things that will that the enemy will rise up against you and hire people against you and hire hindrances against you. But you have to hold on to the word of the Lord because sooner or later the structure is going to stand. The glory of the Lord is going to fall. The power of God is going to move. Amen. Now, one, one thing we cannot do is when you get to toward the end, I won't be much longer. When you get toward the end of the book of Ezra and you see that they, they have built the house, they have dedicated the house, and, and everything seems to be getting back to the way it was before the captivity. They're still rebuilding. They have rebuilt the wall. There's a lot of houses that have been rebuilt and years have passed. And they get to the very end of that and somebody comes to Ezra and they say to him, we have a problem. And he said, what's the problem? He says, well, the people have taken wives of the nations around us and they have produced children. Now, I'm going to tell you how serious that God was about this moment. He was not going to go this far and let them lose the spirit of revival in the church. And so what they did was they said, well, they're going to have to make a choice. Well, what's the choice? Well, the men of Israel are going to have to put away their wives that they married from the nations around them. Now, I'm not preaching divorce here tonight. But they also said, you're also going to have to put your children out of your home because they're not like us. They don't believe like us. Boy, it's quiet in here now, isn't it? He said, I'm not going to bring this nation out of captivity. And I'm not going to let them wade through all of these hindrances here and let lukewarm people stay in the church. I'm I'm not going to let people that intermingle and produce things that are godly on the Sabbath, but they're ungodly and worship other idols in their own homes. 
and they hold on to their teraphims and their things that they got from other nations. He said, if I'm going to build a, a house for my namesake, people are going to have to decide. It's another choose you this day moment. And he said, you're going to have to put some things out of your life. I'm believing that the Lord is taking care of that in advance. And I'm believing that he is building himself a body that is holy and righteous and God-fearing and loves the things of God and loves the word of God and is pure and embraces the things of God. I'm believing that's what the Lord is doing. And so tonight, those of you that are watching live stream, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And you're welcome to pray with us here in just a moment. We're going we're gonna to cut our cameras. And the reason that we're doing that, can you just give me a thumbs up when that's done?